to the Finicky Podcast. I'm joined by Snake. I'm joined by Emily. And we are 17 days away from the Finicky Football Draft. Who's pumped? Yeah, there it is. There's that excitement I was looking for. Emily, you don't have to be as pumped. You don't have to make your own reggae horn. No, I no, I'm I'm pretty pumped for the draft. That's totally fine. What what I'm pumped about is Jake's imitations and their sound effects. They're good sound effects. We paid top dollar for these sound effects. <laughs> um, this is we're calling this the so we're still preparing for the draft, obviously, and today's preparation is the Oppenheimer because you know Oppenheimer was a big deal. I mean, it was like. A month ago. I don't know if it's still a big deal, but we're going to do it anyway because I came up with this idea and I wrote it down and now we're doing it. The Oppenheimer Boom or Bust Pod, where we tell you which players will boom, like in the movie, or bust. Uh, you know, not boom, which was an option of the bo- if the bomb didn't work, you get it. You get the idea. <laughs> Always was an option in the movie. The movie wouldn't have been as good. Right. No one would have watched. The bust, the the not making of the atomic bomb. But that's the idea. We're watching the boom versus the bust. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's a great idea. Um, but as uh, before we get into all of the football, uh, Snake, I will ask you, well, I would ask you, how was your week? Except uh, I was there for most of it. So how was our week? It was great. It was hot as shit. It's hot as I will shit. Tell you that. There's been a lot of sweating. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, I know all the L.A. people are probably would probably shake their heads and be like, give me a break. But no, I, I don't know. Like Actually, let's look at what hot. the L.A. weather was. I feel like we were hotter this week. Oh, uh, we're doing some weather talk. Oh, that's shit. new. I don't have L.A. saved to my weather anymore. And, you oh. know, wow, like, that's when you know you've moved on, I guess. Okay, Rejection. Sorry about that, LA. Oh my gosh, no. LA is mid 80s. They're so chill right now. Wait, they're in flood watch? Los Angeles is in flood watch? That's that it appears to be. That's the National Weather Service. That's some serious shit. Well, I just think that there's just an element to, you know, it's with the weather in LA being, you know, in the 80s most of the time. Up here, like, when we get into the 90s, which we've been, it's just like, we just are not set up for it. You know, no, the not. plants around us are not, the friggin', I mean, come to my little tiki farm here, my plants aren't ready for the heat, my animals aren't ready for the heat, you know. Only I am ready with my drinks over here. I for was the just heat. gonna say, for those listening and not watching, Jake is surrounded by bamboo, lush greenery, and several tropically colored lays hanging abound the walls. Now you so seem you equipped. You look like you're ready for the weather. You should be sweating if you're. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it truly feels right now. You are in the that tiki I am bar in of the tiki bars. With the night, because I had to put this fan on so that I could not have my legs stick together, but like have a like nice and ocean breeze, and uh, it's uh, it's quite nice in here. You're getting exactly I, what you wanted. I had a tropical drink earlier, and I just didn't have it in me to make another one, so I grabbed a beer. <laughs> 
Um, I also just realized we started talking. We started talking about. Yeah, I just I totally didn't even think about this. We're talking about how hot it is up here, and there's like, they're talking about like a hurricane hitting L.A. for the first time forever, and there's absolutely no L.A. representation up here. So you're welcome, uh, everyone in Los Angeles, uh, in the Finicky League, for listening to us up here in the Northwest. Uh, talking about your weather down there where there's a flood warning and uh, it's I, we'll catch up with them eventually. We'll, we'll find out how all that Hurricane Hillary stuff went. That'll be fun. That'll They'll be listen fun. to this and send us messages about how completely off base we were. Oh man, we're so off base. So just out of it, not weather woke. Sorry about that, LA. Um, well, outside of weather, because that's not what this pod is about, uh, football... <laughs> Emily, you're here. Tell us, because I will, I'll say Russ is not part of the, uh, unfortunately, not part of the Oppenheimer Boomer Bus list. But uh, I want to make sure that he has a chance to be discussed. Uh, do you think, based on the uh, updates from the Broncos camp, should Russ be included? Is there any hope? Should he, is there any chance for boom, or is it just simply bust from here on out? <clears throat> Wait, what is the boom or bust list? Is this a proprietary finicky thing? Yeah, I totally, yeah, I created it. It's an idea of uh, boom means, like, this person's going to be a top five player. Basically, these are all the players that oh, could... Oh, are you asking me if there's a chance that Russell Wilson will be a top five player? You asked me the definition of boom okay, or bust. Okay. The, the boom would be, like, a top five, top ten player... But these are people who have that ability and that potential, but also just have the potential to do absolutely nothing. But not, there's really not a big history mm. of them ending up in the middle. They're either like at the top of the list or the bottom of the list, boom or bust. So with that, Russell Wilson, a guy who was top 10 for a really long time and then just hit the bottom, he kind of fits the definition. Well, let's all keep in mind he was top 10 because of Pete Carroll and Legion of Boom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, wait. I actually wasn't ready to start discussing football yet, and I also... Uh, we no, wanted to spend more time on the weather? <laughs> I can give you a little bit about rest this week. There aren't a ton of updates, but I wasn't done talking to Snake about my tiny chair and the benefits of tiny chairs. What? We don't, we don't yeah. have to go back to it. Okay. We don't have to go back to it. But I also haven't even asked Jake, how was today? You guys were together all day we at said the it was hot with the kids. It's hot. No, but like, were there any highlights? Like, I haven't even gotten a chance to hear, you just got home. I haven't heard anything. Like, how was today with the kids at the pool? It was two on five. That's true. That's true. Um, it was hot, again. Uh, but the kids were in the pool, swimming around, splashing, and then like one kid would leave the pool, which means now we're split up. But, um, I don't know, it's fenced in. We didn't have to worry about them, like, taking an Uber somewhere else, so that was fine, and they all got their naps, and they all ate their food. Jake, did you get your bag of hats and sunglasses? I did. I got the bag <laughs> We've of... had those since, like, We did our trade. November. I gave him hats. Okay. He gave me shoes. All the kids' stuff was exchanged. People with kids understand. You never go somewhere without leaving something behind. You get it back. There's a parent exchange. It's like a drug deal. But for adults, well, it's, it's the rule of when you go to someone's house, it's almost important for you to leave something behind so that you can ensure that you see that person again. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Except for when it's a winter hat and 
no one really wants to get that back when it's summertime. Yes, Jake, they definitely call that the parent's rule, and that rule definitely only applies to parents and children items. Has nothing to do with people dating and hooking up and leaving things so that they will one day have to again see... Oh, it was a great move in the dating days. You leave it's a sweater a behind, or like, or like one sock. You know, like you know, something I go back for. Write this down. Anytime you go on a date, leave something that you have to get back from them. Your it's wallet, nice. a gun, anything. Chris, what are you do talking it. about? Something you have to go back for, or a gun? Just what a we- okay, very strange. We're off on a weird foot here. We're not. We started, we went to football, now we're now we're off football. Did you want to talk about Russ or did you not want to talk about Russ? Oh, well, I will respond to the question. There truly are not a lot of updates because I think we've talked since, have we had a podcast since the first preseason game where he did play two full quarters and I have found out what season it is. This is, this is season five and this is episode two. So we've done the one podcast, and I don't remember when we did that. Okay, so we probably haven't talked. There was a preseason game. He played two full quarters. He got banged the heck up. Um, As old people do. Offensive line, not... Great, but also they weren't playing a lot of their starters. And so I think that also speaks to what I've talked about previously, that Sean Payton just kind of knows he isn't going to be starting Russell Wilson. So he's like, sure, put him into the fire, whatever. Who cares? Um, But it is funny. So listening to my guys over at the DNVR Broncos podcast this week, it's, um, you know, they have this Russometer that they do at the beginning of every podcast, like how back is Russ? And it's on a scale of one to five. And at the very bottom is, um, oh, what is it? So it goes in like levels of cringe from like Danger Witch. I saw this once. I did not pay attention. I don't even pay that close attention. So I don't really remember what the levels are, but it goes in levels of cringe from like Mr. Unlimited. And then I don't remember what the other names are, but it's all the weird things that you could categorize Russ as. Anyway, um, so all through training camp, he was like hovering between one and two. And ever since the first preseason game, which anyone who caught a whiff of any like final scores and playing time for starting quarterbacks, it looks pretty bad. He played two full quarters. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Insert the womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. So this whole week during training camp, they've been giving him fours and fives on the Russometer. And it's so funny. It feels like it feels like they're just trying to hype the fan base back up, like just knowing they can't really talk about the backups quite yet, but like also, and here's why. So they, they hype Russ up to a four or five and then they go into the hour long podcast of like, okay, why are we giving Russ a four or five? And it'll be so funny. It'll be like, okay, well he had several three and outs, but here's why it was smart. He was going to get sacked, so he threw it away. He was going to get sacked, so he threw it away. And, yeah, part of that might be because of the offensive line, but they're literally, oh, no, is Jake frozen? He's been frozen. I thought he was just staring intently. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. We're still good. Just keep talking. Um, 
was wondering why he wasn't really given any input. Right. Um, no, so it's really funny because they'll be talking about him going through a progression and they'll be like, there was a wide open receiver that he could have thrown to, but, you know, he got kind of freaked out because the pressure was on and so he just threw it away. But actually, that was the smart thing to do. And it's like, sure, if your alternative is getting sacked... But if you're paying a quarterback what you're paying and you have Russell Wilson and you think you're getting a superstar quarterback, that's actually, I don't know, you tell me, does, what, how does that sound to you? To me it sounds asinine, but like... They're doing something that people don't do, which is, I mean, resurrecting uh, a previously top 10 quarterback in their mid to late 30s, like... This is, and it's a new franchise, like they just absorbed him. It's, I mean, I can't come up with like an easy comparison but like Butch. i don't think this is, has a history of being too successful um so i don't know it's snake's getting back in um snake you're back oh we I'm have back. two I don't know jakes now. in now yeah i've got old i'm gonna unpin old jake uh but it was great you had the most intense eye contact i've ever seen for the longest time but that's because you weren't <laughs> there like man, he's really engaged. <laughs> like, he, I was like, man, he is eating this up. Emily, keep talking. He couldn't be more interested in. Oh, Jake, I'm so sorry. You missed my only contribution, which is uh, the one thing we bond over. How bad Russ sucks. Yeah. You know, I will catch it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I was stuck. Emily asked me about, like, is this a precedent, basically, trying to resurrect the career of somebody? No, my question was, is it normal to praise a quarterback for going multiple three and outs, saying it was the smart choice, rather than throwing to a wide open receiver it's like oh but if you thought it was gonna get intercepted then uh, the best thing to do is to throw it away and it's throw it, it out of bounds it's not like, a, it, it, it's it a, just feels asinine that they're praising him for that it's a weird thing because they're trying to say that this is what the coach wants it just depends on what the coach wants sometimes they're saying interceptions in preseason are good because it means that the quarterback is is pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to force the ball into these tight spots but like it's basically saying that like we're going to be aggressive and and then but then there's the other end of like oh we don't want to like risk throwing the ball away and it's like i don't know it there's a lot of it's preseason it, it all together it means absolutely nothing because they're not they're not actually playing games they're not actually playing their starters not actually doing anything so i guess all you can say is maybe but all that to say if your question is boomer bust like, if, if the intent behind Sean Payton's scheme is do not go for it, Russ, throw it away, because knowing he's just going to run it, then, yeah, probably don't draft him. Like, you're probably not going to get a ton of points with Russ. Because it's not going to be an explosive let Russ cook type of offense. That's absolutely fabulous not. insight, Emily. I, uh, I think we're getting I, – I mean, I'm not going to say we're raising his draft stock, but I will say – we're getting all the insight we need on that Russell Wilson, a person who was notoriously drafted highly in the uh, in the finicky circle for so long. So uh, we'll see where he goes in the draft in 17 days. Um, 
But we should move on to the uh, the rest of our boomer bust. Uh, I will say, Emily, stick around because there is one Bronco on the boomer bust list. Ooh, do you don't look at the list? Okay, okay, don't okay, look at the list. Okay, Just I'm look sorry. at all the other screens I'm we sorry. got. You give look me at Snake else to look and at. his consistent eye contact. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if he's I'm frozen still or not. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you got to keep moving, right? Frozen. <laughs> uh, before we start, Snake, I know you saw Oppenheimer. You dug it. What? You liked Oppenheimer. I did. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. It, it wasn't um, life changing. You know, like some of other Nolan's movies, I think, are. I thought it was a little long, but uh, speaking, I thought it was, uh, it was enjoyable. And especially the scene when they are, spoiler alert, when they tested a nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be as much courtroom drama as uh, it was. And... As a person who you just know. rewatched A Few Good Men for like the second or third time in the month, uh, I do love myself a courtroom drama. Uh, but I, I will also say we went and saw Oppenheimer at the Pacific Science Center, which is one of those just six, seven story screens. And I had to like arch my neck to see the top of the mushroom cloud. And for that alone, it felt worth it. But yeah, it's three hours long. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Um, but all that to say... Well, you'll watch it again when you watch it with me. I was not with him for this Pacific Science Center adventure, <laughs> and I will watch it when it comes out on... What's it called? Streaming. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> you will watch it with me then. Is that Blu-ray? Laserdisc? Yeah. No. The acting in the movie is, is really well done. Um, well, I've collected some quotes to help, uh... To help move us along in our boomer bust, because I wanted to give uh, as much Oppenheimer theme to this um, to set it apart from any of our other boomer bust episodes. So with that, let us begin the Oppenheimer boomer bust segment. Oh, yeah, this one. That's not the sound. There it is. I wanted to like this one. There it is. All right. All right. I pulled some quotes. And so our first quote from Oppenheimer, and we're going to turn it into a boomer bus player, is they won't fear it until they understand it, and they won't understand it until they used it. This was about nuclear weapons, probably, I don't know, can't remember the entire movie, three hours long. This is about Javante Williams, crazy good athlete. We got to see flashes of him, could be insanely productive. Emily... Is it going to happen this year? Are we going to see what was promised with Javante Williams' incredible combination of speed and strength? Is this the year for Javante Williams? Boom or bust? What do you got? Is he a boom? Is he a bust? Is it going to happen this year? Enormous boom. I am extremely long on Javante. Wow. think it's really remarkable that he has been playing in training camp and doing exceptionally well and there's so little buzz about him when he was one of the top what what would you say top what was he a first round draft pick top of the second round something like that i think he was a late first top of the second round guy guy i think he was top of second yeah. But his performance was highly anticipated. He was an exciting character coming out of the draft. And 
his injury was obviously devastating, and so everyone has been, like, looking forward to him coming back, and now that he is, it's kind of, like, going under the radar, probably because it has happened so quickly, but he is practicing full out. He actually will be playing in the game on Saturday, and I'm so excited to see it. You will be en route to Germany, but I will be texting you updates. Good. Um, I am long on Javante. I say he's an enormous boom. All right, we got a boom, and yeah, he... It wasn't a full, like, gold rush on Javante Williams. He wasn't a big school guy, but he had crazy good athleticism. And remember, they had Melvin Gordon. So everyone's like, oh, well, is he going to beat out Melvin Gordon to take the starting job? So it was a, it was a kind of a hold, like, like a big dynasty guy. And now and then he got hurt. So now it's like this, is, this was supposed to be his year if he hadn't gotten hurt because now Melvin Gordon's out. This is when he's supposed to take over. Um, still could happen. Still could happen. Boom or bust. We'll see. Emily saying boom. All right. On to the next one. Zero would be nice. I believe this was talking about uh, the uh, chances that lighting an atomic bomb would incinerate the world uh, by lighting the atmosphere on fire. I put this with Jonathan Taylor because if I ask... What are the odds he doesn't play a snap this year? And if somebody said, what odds would you like to hear? My answer would be zero would be nice. But that's not exactly the truth. So, Snake, Jonathan Taylor, is there a chance he's not going to play a snap this year because of, uh, you know, contract disputes? I think there is a, a good chance, actually. It they, I think the latest news that came out is that he was not at practice because of an excused absence. And I feel like he had an injury, an excused absence, and then this the trade request, and then it's a, he's just not available. I feel like they're just skirting around something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, you know, it's beef with their owner. I don't know what it could be but i do think there is a really good chance he doesn't play and i do think that he we're looking at being a bust oh we've got ourselves our first bust well because i would be terrified of putting my eggs in that basket and then finding out that i mean jp just you know went with that with Le'Veon bell you know a few years ago where he Toyed with the idea, with Le'Veon Bell, toyed with the idea of, I'm not going to come back until I get paid. And drafted him high, held on to him the whole year, and he, never, and he never played. That could potentially happen with this, and it will be very similar. All right. I agree. That's a good one. All right. So, moving on. The quote is, I believe this was from, um, oh, whoever, uh, who's the guy who plays Iron Man? Whatever he did. Uh, he played a guy, and he said, Amateurs chase the sun and get burned. And this is for Kadarius Tony and his hamstrings made of mush. There's no effing way this guy plays real snaps, right? Do you think... Robert Downey Jr. was in Oppenheimer? Yes. Robert Downey Jr. said, Amateurs chase the sun and get burned. I think that that's chasing... Chasing Kadarius Tony is like chasing the sun, because he's got all the athleticism... He's on the right offense, but it feels like you're going to get burned. What do you think, Snake? Boom or bust? Oh, I I think he 
is someone I you just can't trust. I feel like you are the amount of history that the guy has it is, I feel like, the perfect boomer bust candidate. There may not be a better boomer bust candidate in this league because I think we've seen him play. He's phenomenal when he plays, but he cannot stay healthy. And I think that what you – this could be something that he deals with every single season. And sometimes if he plays, you're great. If he doesn't, it's the same old Kadarius Tony. I'd like to declare, I don't think the mic picked it up, but my daughter definitely came into the room crying saying, Daddy left me. Daddy did not leave her. I've been here the whole time. I don't know what's happening, but that's fatherhood. Um, I agree. Kadarius Tony, too risky to touch. Don't chase the sun. Um, next one, I got a dual quote. Both seemed applicable. We got, it's not a new weapon. It's a new world. And theory will only take us too far. Do you know what I'm talking about, Snake? Nope. That's right. I'm talking about Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, uh, the athletic freak that is going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts. And he's starting, I feel, not because he's, like, earned the job or, like, you know, looking like a capable NFL starter. It's that his tools and intangibles are so high, they just got to find out. Is he the guy? Uh, is he ready to destroy the world? Or is he, Snake? Is Anthony Richardson, 4'3", 260 pounds, crazy strong arm, but just didn't really have it in college, is he the guy? Are we thinking Anthony Richardson next RG3 for fantasy football? You know, I think that this, this has a lot of that same feeling that Justin Fields had last year, where there's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of optimism about what he can do with his legs, but I think the team is terrible, and I don't think that he is gonna be able to put enough together in the throwing side to really make him an all-star. But I think that you're gonna see strides of being really good. I just don't know if it's going to be in this year or if it's going to be reliable enough to, to, to trust in, in fantasy. That's true. If he goes atomic, ha! Wordplay. I think it could be incredible, but I just don't think the odds are that high. Okay, we got more. Power stays in the shadows. I got this one for Cooper Cup. The guy was the best wide receiver ever a few years ago, and they had injuries, but when he is healthy, he is the best. Even last year, uh, he is the best when healthy. Emily, do you, you have any perspective on Cooper Cup? <clears throat> Eastern Washington's own Cooper Cup. Um, well, not n necessarily around... Cooper Cup, other than to say that I don't think that is necessarily the best use of that quote. Oh, come on. In particular oh, to this uh, specific player or example, <laughs> I will also say, <sighs> if we're, I'm, because we're also talking about Oppenheimer here, and I haven't seen the movie, but uh, 
and I was gonna say this, but then Bennett came in and I had to go deal with that situation. Amateurs chase the sun and get burned feels like the laziest plagiarism of the Greek mythological character Icarus. And that's so... Are you criticizing the segment right now? Well, your, your choice of quotes, okay. yes. All right. Jake, you're familiar with Icarus, right? He flew too yeah. close to the sun. He got burned. He got devastated. And that it feels like that's what they're ripping off here. I think um, they are. And I think there's a case for that when it comes to NFL I'm not players. sure that he gets a... I'm not sure he gets a little kickback on the financials, being that they're, you know, <sighs> dead for hundreds of years. I. No, it's it's about the intellectual plagiarism. Okay, all right. Okay, but it doesn't, no, 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 no. All that to say, uh, I, no, sorry, I don't have an opinion about Cooper Cup. I shouldn't have done this. Okay, <laughs> Cooper Cup, staying in the shadows, not referred to as a wide receiver one. Some have him as low as a wide receiver five. Could get injured early, but, like, I don't know. We're talking, is he a top wide receiver kind of guy? He's always been able to do it. Won a Super Bowl MVP. What do you think? Snake. Cooper Cup. Boomer Bust. It's, I think, more likely that he would be a boom than any of the other people that we've talked, maybe. Um, but was coming off of you know, a serious injury, it's always a, a, you know, there's always a certain degree in which they never fully come back to the way they were. That being said, I, I, I question whether he, he could have come back last year and just the team was so shitty. They decided just to keep him out, lose a few more games, rest them some more. So who knows? He might be ready to go more so than we even think. All right, we got ourselves another boom, and we're closing in on the last few examples I have here. Um, the last one is, no, second to last one. Second to last one is, Hiroshima isn't about you. And uh, this was a kind of a stretch because this was, a, it doesn't really matter context. Basically, Josh Allen made the Madden cover. And I just want to clarify, it's not about Josh Allen as a person or about his athleticism or about him at all. This is about the Madden curse. This outdates Josh Allen. The Madden curse has been around for a very long time. What's the... Everyone who gets put on the cover of Madden, the video game, uh, there's a history where they don't have... That means that they're not going to have another good... Like their next year isn't going to be very good. A lot of them. Surely that doesn't happen every year, though. It's it's not. It's it's been around for like twenty years, more than twenty years now. So it's not a hundred percent, but it's still like seventy five percent. So we've got to say, Josh Allen, this isn't about you. This is about the Madden curse. So what I say to you, Snake, do you dare the fates to say that Josh Allen will be a boom? Despite the Madden cover, or will go the way of many and be a bust. Ooh, I don't know. I'm having a hard time concentrating, knowing that Black Eyed Peas just randomly came on and I have <laughs> no plot. But halfway through the pod, we usually incorporate really bad music, so we got I traditions did. here. Um, I don't see how 
Josh Allen can be a true bust. I mean, he may not be as good as he was last year, but I think Josh Allen is one of the, the safest picks you can have. And I don't right. believe in the Madden curse to that degree, but statistics and history have shown that maybe I should be more fearful. Vince Young and Peyton Hillis have an argument with you, but yes, okay, we will allow Josh Allen to continue his career, and we will say that Josh Allen will be a boom. All right, finally. I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, boom or bust, player of the year, Christian McCaffrey. Number one overall pick possible, MVP or injured week one. What do you think, Christian McCaffrey? The story of his career. He's either playing and he's the best there is, or he's either hurt and he is the biggest bust there is. That he is, that's a perfect quote for him. I don't know if you know the answer. I mean, so Snake does it. We'll go to Emily. Emily, this one is incalculable by all fantasy mathematics, so we're going to rely on your gut. Christian McCaffrey, running back now for the San Francisco 49ers, who's with the Carolina Panthers for quite some time, uh, had many great seasons, but also many seasons cut short by injury. Uh, last year he had some injury issues, but he did finish the season. He also got traded midseason. This will be his first full season with the San Francisco 49ers. He's, for many, they say that he is the make or break for them and their Super Bowl aspirations. So, Christian McCaffrey, running back. He's in his late 20s. Uh, will he be the, the, the promised MVP, number one overall pick type athlete? Or is he injured week one, three, and just promises to come back for the playoffs? Um, I think he's great, and I'm excited to tell you why I think he's actually boom. Good. Um, but before I get to that, I okay. actually want to revisit Josh Allen, and oh. I, uh, did you just pause the music because of that? No, it was the end of the song. Oh. Um, I think Josh Allen has more potential for bust than boom. And that's not because I don't like him or believe in him. It's this weird thing of, um, you have a weird thing against Josh Allen. Oh, stop it. In the same weird way, it's like an X Factor thing you can't put a finger on. The same way you have a thing for Russell Wilson and you love him, you have a thing for Josh Allen and you hate him. And I don't know what it Hate's is. Hate's a strong word. Well, okay. You, uh... Just as love is a strong word, and I, yeah, I wouldn't say you, no, you definitely were obsessed and loved Russell Wilson, but no, like, it's, it's kind of like the other end of that, and I don't, do you know how to explain it? You have always disliked him. I don't dislike no. Josh Allen. No, you do. He's fine. You, you have. He's yes, fine. Okay, all right. Anyway, um... All that to say, anyway, I still take bust, but I don't think it's for the reasons that you would say. Anyway, um, Christian McCaffrey, I think, will have a season. Oh, wait, so oh, wait. so you're saying Josh Allen is a bust, and you're saying- Yeah, just not for the reasons that you do. Because okay, I but... feel like you just say it because you just don't like him, and you don't want to see him have a boom season. 
okay. I say it because, yeah, I feel like he's, uh... Who are we talking about right now? Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a bust. Okay. Only, well, yeah, because he's been in the league now. Three or four years, yeah. Four years. Yeah, he's like... Okay, absolutely no explanation. He's doing his Gillette thing. He's doing his, like... He's just getting to that place of, like, oh, I'm, I'm a little... It's gonna happen for me. I just... It, I do it as it happens for me. Like, he's... I feel like he's getting a little complacent, perhaps. Okay, he's getting complacent. Don't I get can... me wrong. I love Josh Allen. Well, the franchise is in need of a fresh up, but, you know, they've also... Yeah, we'll see. They're at the... They gotta start paying their dues. I do think dudes. he's ripe for a bust. All uh, right. Christian McCaffrey, I think, is ripe for a boom. Oh, all right. Well, wow. how do, how is that proven? Huh? What do what do you got by well, Christian McCaffrey? Well, it's not proven because we haven't even started the season. But yet. like, what's what's making you feel like you're on that end of the edge? Because uh, they don't have a ton of potential with their throwing game. Uh-huh. They're going to be running a ton, and what running back is giving him competition? Well. I mean, I guess it'd be Elijah Mitchell, right? But like, it's it's not it's not that he's gonna ever get beat out for the job. They're gonna share people, but like, injury is the main concern. Right? No, I get it. But also, like, yeah, I just feel like he's been through the injury thing, ringer. Like he's so. Like, he's been injured so much. He knows right. he knows how to be injured. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, and he's he's figured out how to take care of his body, how much oh. collagen to eat, or whatever it needs to do. Like to, yeah, he's. And he's got that Pac-12 spite, so that's good. Yeah, like, I just, he's he's due for a boom. All right, he's due for a boom, and that is the end of all of my Oppenheimer uh, boom uh, types of things. Uh, all right, Snake, is there anybody I missed? Who's Any other Oppenheimer boomer busts that maybe I didn't think of? I, mean, I ran out of quotes pretty fast. That I think fall under the kind of... Boomer bust cat. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look at Oppenheimer quotes enough to be able to assign something to it. But, That's okay. Um, it's, you're pretty the best for it. I think that a few, like especially, you know, I'm talking about early round guys. Like I find that Tyreek Hill is a perfect boomer bust in this regard because. Oh yeah. We. It's not just about him. It's about the health of Tua Tungabai. And I think, you know, Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers there is. But if his quarterback is Tyler Thompson throwing to him, how much can we really think that he's going to be incredible, right? I mean, he was last year, I guess, and he had Tyler Thompson for some time. But I just think that's one that easily be a big bust if Tua gets hurt. Um. Oh, there was a few others that I had. Um, um, I love the Jonathan Taylor one that you pointed out. He's at the um, higher level of risk. Yeah, I think that there's um, maybe not as bad as some of the other ones, but I, I think that where like Jameer Gibbs, rookie at, at a Detroit, is going in the draft, I think that that is he is going at his ceiling right now and I think that there is a there is a high likelihood that he doesn't get the amount of play that 
everybody's thinking is like, now, yes, he was a first-round draft pick, but they also have you know, like David Montgomery, and they have other people there, and good wide receivers. That's, so, I don't know. I just Something about him just makes me smell like it's going to be somewhat of a bust with that guy. But now I'm yeah. showing my cards. So. That's a good one. Uh, and then I guess Brees Hall is another good one, right? Oh, uh, that's um, recent too. Oh man. Yeah, I think uh, I think that there was this thought that he would be ready, and now it's starting to come out that he's maybe not ready. And now Dalvin Cook goes there, and if they're bringing in Dalvin Cook, they can't just be doing it for the show. Of, right? Because how would you feel about Javante Williams if? Oh, I don't know. They got. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, like you know, it's like it's rough, man. Yeah, and there's a world in which Reese isn't ready to go, and Dalvin comes in, and with Eric Rogers there, that the team is good, and they don't need to rush him back, um, Reese, that is, and that they just say, well, you just get better, and. What if they just say Dalvin's just doing such a good job? We're just gonna we're not gonna risk our long-term investment, and he just isn't good at all this year. There's a, there's a high likelihood, you know. So um, I think he'll play. It's just a matter of how protected of, of how, how much are they protected, right? So, right. Yeah. So that's about all I think. I mean, when you start getting down later in the draft, I think they all kind of become. Yeah, at some point, the security blanket is gone and uh, you're just risking it no matter what. Well, I mean, that is, uh, yeah, that's our boomer bust segment. Um, I would say that, I mean, yeah, I think we kind of tackled most of it. Um, Before we close up shop, we do have the finicky NASCAR draft lottery coming up. The Coca-Cola 400 on August 26th at 4 p.m. I don't know if we're doing a NASCAR episode this year because, yeah, next week I'm going to be out of the country. But, Lyle, if you feel like recording something and sending it to me, I'll post it. Um, The draft is slated for September 4th at 7 p.m. Currently, uh, we've got Bliss with Kyle Busch, Derge with William Byron, myself with Martin the Truth Jr., you took Chase Elliott. Uh, Antez took Hamlin, not Bottom. Uh, Bottom took Ross, something or other. Uh, ba- Steph took Bubba. Lyle took Alex Bowman. JP took Logano like he does every year. And I'm pretty sure Zach didn't take anybody. I don't know. He's going to have to pick someone. That's a rule, right? You got. Otherwise, we. I'm going to give him Ty Gibbs. That's what I figured. It's like Ty Cobb. Give him but. Danica Patrick. Not sure she still races cars, but if she does, yeah, that sounds fitting. Um, I think that's it. I think to I don't know. It is kind of so Zach to be like, mm, I'm not doing NASCAR. The funny thing is, he did <laughs> chime in on the chat like four times just to call out that yeah, maybe I posted the, the, the Vegas odds from a race that happened six months ago. He's waiting for the odds to come out. That's he's, what he's waiting doing. for the. Re- it's true. He's waiting for the real odds to come out. He's a sneaky little like, mass bastard. Like a, like a true snake studying guy. He is waiting, you know, for the proper odds. Um, all right. So before we close up shop, we will uh, we'll do our song. But I figured our closing stuff would be, you saw the Cougs video. 
Uh, well, how'd that make you feel? The video is well done. The video's good, man. And it's not subtle. No, it's, it's really good. I wonder, I gotta wonder if they will look on that video and see all of the shit that came out about the putting up. Irregardless, the video is great. It was like, oh yeah, I can I can buy this. Do I think it's for an independent? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but um hey. You gotta do what you gotta do to get the the new students that just arrived on campus to get them excited for the football season amongst the tragedy. That's true. You gotta shoot your shot. All right. This has been the Finicky Football Podcast. We'll hit you up again later. Good Finicky and good night. I think I got that. I think I got it. I think I snuck that in right at the end there. I'm getting back into this.